you know, maybe something happens from a long, long time ago. It could be something minor. It does not need to be, you know, a major traumatic event. It could be something very minor, something somebody said. Um, and what we do is we create a filter that we see things through. We grow up with it and it stays there until we deal with it. So um, these filters end up as adults end up being like people pleasing or not trusting yourself or not feeling wanted. And they show up in all kinds of ways in our businesses. Um, so what I do is I help people uncover that and really get to the core, the thing that's holding them back the most. Mm. We have Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson, and I'm back with another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. You've got it locked to The Audacious Living Podcast, and as always, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to be here and be able to continue uh, our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. Uh, this is episode 215 of the podcast, and I'm absolutely pleased to welcome Kimberly Leving to today's episode. Now, Kimber Kimberly is a mindset and success coach who helps people uncover uh, those unconscious limitations that hold us back from living that audacious life uh, that we intend on living. Uh, you know, unknowingly being held back uh, can be extremely problematic to, to our overall health and well-being, and it really puts us out of alignment with our goals and the things that we want out of life. And so Kim is here to really inspire us. Inspire us. It was a great chat. I certainly think that you'll appreciate it. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Kim Leving. Enjoy. Hey, Kim, thank you for joining me here today on the Audacious Living podcast. Uh, it's such a treat to have you. And, and, and thank you for, for making the time like this. Thank you, Audley, for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Good. I, I, I'm excited too. But then again, it doesn't take me much to get excited. And that's okay too. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, we are here. Uh, we spend lots of time on this podcast talking about, uh, you know, that spirit of audacious that lives exists with inside all of us. Um, and, and, and how we can use that to launch off and do uh, the great things that we're intended to. Having said all that, uh, there are times when uh, these limitations come uh, and, and hold us back. And sometimes these limitations are subconscious and we don't see them, we don't recognize them. Uh, we act in certain ways and we don't know why we're doing it, but we're doing it. Um, and they really can take over our lives if we're not careful. So perhaps maybe as a, as a starting point, I can get you to sort of talk about uh, the work that you do and uh, and how you how we deal with subconscious limitations. Maybe talk a little about what they are and then we can talk about how we deal with them. Sure, sure. So um, the subconscious limitations, some people refer to this as shadow work. Okay. Uh, you know, dealing with the stuff in the shadows, the stuff that you've, you know, swept under the rug, the stuff that maybe, you know, that happened when you were two or, you know, five years old and, yep. and you forgot about, 
Um, so what happens is you, you know, maybe something happens from a long, long time ago. It could be something minor. It does not need to be, you know, a major traumatic event. It could be something very minor, something somebody said. Um, and what we do is we create a filter that we see things through. We grow up with it and it stays there until we deal with it. So um, these filters end up as adults end up being like people pleasing or not trusting yourself or not feeling wanted. And they show up in all kinds of ways in our businesses. Um, so what I do is I help people uncover that and really get to the core, the thing that's holding them back the most. Mm. We uncover it. And then, and then we really, we pull out we, we, we bring it up from back here, right here. So you can see it and uh, deal with it, shift it. And then you get to step into a whole new energy, a whole new way of being and all kinds of things open up then. I, I would imagine this very interesting work, because if you think about, uh, you know, these things that hold us back, um, uh, sometimes they're intentionally put behind us. So we don't see them. And other times they're quite, they're, 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 they're unintentional. Um, and facing that thing uh, isn't an easy, is it? Yeah. Uh, so then speaking of that, I mean, I have, I see people where sometimes they know exactly what it is. Yes. Uh, and a lot of that's, a, that's the case. A lot of times, like, you know, people that have gone through trauma, they have had some kind of thing that's, that's happened or, or maybe way of growing up. Maybe they grew up in a, in a home that's, that was my story. You know, I grew up in a home with a dad that was verbally abusive. So it was obvious, you know, the blocks that I had, what wasn't obvious is how they were showing up on the flip side of that. You have other people that come in to me that are um, maybe they haven't really figured out what it is. Like they're overwhelmed all the time mm. or they're, you know, they, and, but, or they're people pleasing, but they don't know the source of the people pleasing. They're told all the things to stop, but then it's like this vicious guilt cycle going on. That's, that's hard. I mentioned that one. Cause I see that so often people pleasing. So common. Is that, is that one of the more common ones you say? <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Mm. Different sources, different reasons um, behind it, but it is a very common one. Could, could we maybe touch on some of these, these reasons, uh, given that it's as common as it is? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, well, first I'll tell you a clue, okay. um, some clues that I see that I'm like, okay, there's probably a people pleasing thing going on here, a filter, um, so to speak, is usually it's somebody that's overwhelmed um, and they're overwhelmed because their schedule is so incredibly full because they're saying yes to everything. Uh, and usually if it happens in their business, they're also doing it at home. You know, the honeydew list might be a mile long and they're trying to get all the things. They're always, they're always saying yes to everybody, their kids, their wife, their husband, their friends. And so they're overwhelmed, but they're also frustrated that they're not getting ahead in their business because they don't feel like there's enough time to get everything done. And the reason there's not enough time is because they're saying yes to things out of guilt or a need for validation. Uh, it creates this guilt cycle. And so some of the reasons behind it can be uh, feeling unwanted, feeling unworthy. Um, sometimes there's patterns of guilt. 
So if you grew up in, you know, some of this is generational, even I'm kind of going deep quick, but, but it is like, if you have a generational problem within your family of mm -hmm. guilt, and that's the pattern that you grew up in, then you're likely to do the same thing because we develop these filters. Right. There's yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. There's all kinds of things that plays into it. And, and, and develop and not even know that they're there again, the, the subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. You're not there because it's normal to you. Like right. it's totally normal for me to feel guilty if I say no to my friend. Yeah. Like that's just so, you know, why would it be any different? And, and so to take that one step further, and I think this is important for, for us to recognize here is that, uh, yes, they fill in the way that they, they feed into the way that we think, but then they all filter out through our actions. And so uh, others might be looking at something or watching some way, the way someone does something and not understand, but there's a whole layer of context that, that's going on that we know nothing about. Right, right, right. And some people do a good job of covering it up. You know, they smile, they're kind, they're, they're, you know, that you think that they're the person to go to. If you need a volunteer or somebody to organize an event, they, you, everybody thinks, oh, that's the person to do it. Cause they always say yes. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And on the inside, this person's feeling resentful. They're, you know, they're in turmoil, but they're afraid to say no. Um, sometimes it's out of rejection. Um, they don't want to be did. Uh, or, you know, there's some, it, there's always a deeper meaning or a deeper yes. reason behind it. They don't always know. Usually they don't know what it is. Uh, but when you get to that, so many things can change. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, the, 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 the idea, cause I know, so I know you talked earlier, you know, you talked, it formed a long time ago in some instances in their childhood. Um, but it, 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 adults are impacted as well too. So it's not just something that had, had to happen when you're younger, um, is there, is there, is there like, like, I want to sort of talk about the, the when it happens and, and, and uh, when it develops, at least again, those, again, I'm talking about the subconscious limitations. Sure. Sure. So most, so our core emotions are developed before the age of seven. Okay. So, so that core stuff is so like, uh, fear or, um, anxiety, like those are all tied to fear, which is a, co a core emotion. Um, so being fearful of, I don't know, speaking in front of other people or fear of rejection, that's a core emotion. So there was a time likely you experienced fear before the age of seven. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, so usually it does go back. Not always. Sometimes right. there's some kind of traumatic thing that, you know, happens later in life. Um, but most of the time it's stuff that's happened long ago that they're not even aware of. Like I said, it just gets swept under the rug and, um, and forgotten yeah. and thought, oh, that little event that happened that time that I was rejected on the playground. Or that time that I, you know, the coach, you know, pointed his finger at me and said, yeah. I should have done this, um, this way. Um, it, they think it doesn't matter, but their subconscious mind thought it did. And it's like, they're bringing that, that five-year-old self into their adulthood. And then that's the person that's running their business. The, the, the other interesting thing about that is any kind of event could trigger this, like any small thing could be the root cause um from yeah maybe on the playground or or you know i was running for the elevator and a person closed it and i didn't get in like it, it could literally be anything yeah 
Yeah. It, and it's interesting. You made me think of a story because it's not always a negative thing. Okay. I had worked with a client who um, she was a weight loss coach and she was struggling. She had lost a ton of weight and she wanted to coach other people, but she kept getting in this cycle of like sabotaging herself. Like she would feel guilty. Like she would fall off, go on an eating binge for two or three days, then beat herself up for two or three days, and then not feel worthy of coaching clients about this. Well, what happened with her is we discovered a link that whenever she was young, her mom and her aunt would take her out and um, they would celebrate when something good happened, good grades, and they would celebrate with what she called bad food. So I'm thinking ice cream and it, food's not good or bad, but that's, that's how she related to it. And so she had linked food and fun together. So with her new lifestyle, she had this huge problem with, with thinking that she was not going to have, if she had the healthy food, she was giving up all the fun. And it was a positive event, like her mom and her aunt, like it was a positive experience, but she had linked those two things together. And once we got to that and discovered it and shifted it, everything changed for her. She was able to go on trips with friends, you know, eat something and then stop when she wanted to, you know, so without all the guilt and all the days and then get right back on track to where she was. So, um, it's not always a negative thing. Sometimes it's, you know, something you don't even expect. That's, that's a really good. I'm, I'm glad you told that story to me at that point, because we, I think our minds will automatically go to the negative thing and go, oh my gosh, something bad happened. And you start to cycle through all the bad things that took place in your life to land on the, the triggering event. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, it's just, you never know. I worked with another, I don't know if you want another story, but it just yeah, made me, th- you're, you're making me think of story. like like these, um, I, I don't want to call them strange, but like something you wouldn't think of a man that was, um, struggling with networking and in relationships, always feeling like he was trapped. And when he was a boy, he, he grew up on a farm and he was playing in a, uh, a truck with corn and like the wagon. And it was like tilted, you know, I don't know if you've seen this, but it tilts, I grew up on a farm. So when it tilts back, it goes into the grain auger and, you know, gets ground up and there's like a little door and he was falling into that. And his dad started yelling and screaming at him to get out, out of his safety. And he felt, so he kept saying, I felt trapped. So that feeling trapped his subconscious mind carried over to relationships. And even like he felt trapped if he sat in the middle of a networking meeting, like in the middle of the room and everybody else was around him. Um, He had to sit on the edge of, you know, like on the outskirts of the room instead of in the middle of it. So it was just really interesting. Like that was not a, I mean, it wasn't a positive experience, but it was something for his good. They were keeping him safe. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah. but it still was something that settled in. So yeah, you just never know. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, what, what does it mean to be subconsciously out of alignment with our goals? So being, so I've got a story of my own with that, okay. <laughs> so, because, 
because sometimes we get in these, you know, as business owners, we want to do what's right for our business. We want to do the things that, that we think are going to move us forward. So I did, and I, I always have a coach. I committed a long time ago to hiring a coach. So I hired a business coach and I love her. She is like a phenomenal person. However, what was happening was I was doing all the things that were recommended, but they weren't aligned with me. And I didn't find this out until later, but I was doing everything to a T and I just felt like I was getting, um, like putting my head against a wall. Like things were just not working. And the thing is, if you're not in alignment with it, if you feel like there's something that you're doing that you're not liking to do, or it's off energetically, it's not going to work. You're going to keep, you know, putting your head up against a wall. So it means that either there's a subconscious limitation there that you need to deal with, or it could mean that maybe that's just not the thing for you. And maybe you find, because there's many ways to build businesses. There's many ways to have success, many, many ways. And just because it works for one person doesn't mean yes. that it works for everybody. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, that, that's an important point because we often look at them and go, Hey, well, so-and-so do that. Let me adopt that approach. Or let me, as opposed to, and I, and I think a really effective way is sort of, you know, you, you can, you can take copy, if you will, what you see, but uh, you got to take the parts that work for you as opposed yeah. to a blanket approach. And I'm going to try and be like him or I'll try and be like oddly, like there's ways you can incorporate others by, but still being authentic to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, um, my next coach, when I was telling this story to her asked me, she said, because there was a, a specific activity that I was doing that didn't resonate well with me. And she asked me, how did that feel in your body? And I had never had anybody ask me that. I'm like, how did it feel in my body? And then I thought about it and I'm like, well, I really tightened up. Like I like literally could feel the tightening in my gut area. And so that is my cue now that if I get that feeling that something something's off because our body tells us also what's mm -hmm. going on in the mind, it's all connected. And I guess that's one of the ways when we talk about how it kind of shows up, right? Is the, the, these these limitations are, are those? Are there other ways that it, it we it can appear? Um, most of the time, it's in our behaviors. It's in our patterns. You know, most of the time, it's that. It's in our language. Um, I'm you know I'm trained to pick up in those things, but I feel like oh, give also me, like, give me an example. Give me an example. Well, like like I I pick up on guilt words. Um, people that I mean, this is an easy one. Anybody can probably find that. But if people say should a lot or you know should there there's a and if they use that word a lot, then they're probably dealing with a lot of guilt. Um, something something something's there that's that's keeping them in the cycle and yeah they may have some people pleasing going on too so should because should should suggest obligation yes yeah yeah and if you're if you are listening to this and that's in your vocabulary you can just shift it to um i want to or you know i'm choosing to <laughs> instead of i should I, 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 like, I like those <laughs> options because both are quite hopeful. That's hopeful language. Right? right. Yeah. It's different than should. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is different, but I, I think some of it, um, the way I grew up because, um, my dad had a lot of anger growing up. So there was a lot of, I had to be really, really aware of how I was being so that I could kind of pre-calculate how he was going to be, if that makes sense. So, so I, I think I really, it serves me now because I am in tune with what people like really on a almost spidey sense level of what people are thinking or doing before they even say it. Mm. Mm, I just so picking up on it right away. Yeah. 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 So along with the training, that's, it's helpful. No, I, I, I definitely can see that where that, that is helpful and being able to sort of pick that up. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm still quite honestly, Kim, I'm still sort of fascinated around the, the idea of identifying it. Um, because it can be so subtle in our behavior, right? Um, I would imagine if the patterns, that way, is that's a good thing to watch out for? Yeah, it's a pattern. Um, I have ways of helping people pull that out. Because um, I mean, honestly, how you are in one area is how you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. I'm sure you've mm -hmm. heard that quote. I mean, mm -hmm. that's true. So, so if it shows up in one area, even on a minor thing, it's probably showing up somewhere else. So, you know, um, we dig into, you know, what's triggering you, what's, what's the thing that's, you know, really making your skin boil underneath when, you know, things happen, like, how do you respond to that? So getting to the whys can be tricky, but it's also, um, yeah, it's life-changing if you're willing to dig in commit and dig in. And there's always layers. You know, that's the other, the other side of this is once you start personal growth, you're yes. not done. Right. Like there's no course you can take that, you know, and you know, everything. yeah, there's no like, oh, if you take this course for six months, you are going to be there. <laughs> Cause we're like, you know, the movie Shrek, he, when he describes himself as an onion. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, but that's so true, right? Like we've got we have all these layers to us. And I think the thing about it is as we uncover more about who we are and what we are and what's important to us, we, we start to realize uh, uh, how complex, you know, we are as humans. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really, we're amazing beings. And um, the beautiful part about the journey is that with the layers, mm -hmm. you go deeper. So it's not like you're dealing with the same things over and over again. It's a deeper part of it and you keep pull, pulling back and then you get to experience things differently. You know, you get to experience better relationships, yes. you know, maybe you don't have, you know, the hangups about reaching out to people and sales calls as much as you used to like all those things, just, it really makes a difference. So I guess the goal is to, is to move from, um, sort of, and I, I know you talk about sort of subconscious awareness, but the, you know, subconscious, uh, limitations to, you know, the subconscious, to the conscious awareness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're always going to be unaware. I mean, we're 90% of our, everything is ran by our subconscious mind, but it's the being aware and getting more attuned to, okay, when is this happening? Why is it happening? And, you know, how fast can I shift myself through it? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, 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 it's all fascinating stuff. And again, when you sort of tie it back to, to what we spend time on this podcast talking about really 
Uh, it's about getting past those things that hold us back or that impede our progress uh, or that th make things more difficult. And again, that's not the top. Uh, some of them we can clearly see it and some of them we just can't. Right, right, right. Amazing. And, and then, so when you when we sort of take that step further, uh, being able to address and deal with them do allow us to to live as we you know we say the tagline of this podcast and live our best audacious lives ever because we're able to get past those situations or those circumstances or those things and 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 really do the things that we're we're meant to do. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. That's like my big hope for everybody because then the world's better. The world's better. People relate to each other. I mean, honestly, at my core. Um, because of the way I grew up, I'm like, I want people to relate better. I want people to communicate to their kids in a, in a better way so that they grow up yes. differently. And, you know, and then we have conversations that are productive in, you know, instead of the back and forth, you know, division that we sometimes see. Amazing. No, you're absolutely right. It's amazing. You know, Kim, this is such, such a delightful chat. I really thank you for uh, for taking the time and being here to really uh, open up, open up, you know, our subconscious and of, of, of those limitations that might be there and the work that you're doing to, to, to uncover, not uncover, but then address and deal with it. And maybe, and actually, before we go, because I do, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the specific tools that you use to, to deal with them, right? So, and, and, and excuse me for, for jumping back, but I just, as I was thinking out loud, it, it was like, okay, wait a second. I found it, right? I found it. I know what it is. The thing that's, I, you know, I've got this strange behavior. I've always done. I've found. I now know what it is. It's, 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 it's now time to address the behavior. Really, sure, right? sure. And whether we extinguish it or we have some kind of replacement for it, what does that look like? Yeah, sure. So I have a resource for this, but I'll kind of walk through um, and then I'll tell you, give you a link to the resource. But but after you're you've been able to identify what it is, um, the next part of that is you want to and this is this is a journaling thing. So okay. to the audience like this is a pull out a journal and spend a lot of time you know, or you can connect with me or, you know, there's lots of amazing people out there that do this shadow work as we call it, okay. um, connect with me or someone else that does this work, but you want to get to the root. You want to find out, you know, what, what that thing was, was it before the age of seven? Was it something else? Was it generational? Um, there are people that will, um, even identify with past lives. Um, you know, where did it come from? And then, um, and then you shift it or you, you extract, like, what are the learnings from it? Like, what are the things, what are the positive things out of this? Even if it's a negative event, what are the things that you can learn that you can take with you? Like, what's the truth about you? Yes. Um, you know, what, what is, what would your higher self or God or, you know, the universe say about you instead, you know, what's the truth that's there? And then you take that with you and you're able to take step into a new energy. And when I say new energy, it's showing up in a different way so that, uh, and people feel it, you know, you feel the energy of a person before they ever open their mouths. So, I mean, you, so that, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing, but I have a, I have a whole resource for this. You can, your audience can download. It's called unlocking your authentic self. 
Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the steps to take three steps to identify, overcome and um, overcome hidden limitations okay. in your life and your business. Um, you can find it on my website, KimberlyLeving.com. I think the specific link is resources.KimberlyLeving.com slash unlock. So um, I can make sure you have that so you can okay. put it in the f- show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. And, you know, when you mentioned energy, I smile because that's a big one, right? You feel like, and you made, and you made, you actually made the point, you feel the energy before, you, before everyone says anything. And it shows you how little our words are when we talk in this work that we're talking about, right? You're, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's, uh, you know, one of the things I do with clients after we do this deep work on themselves is helping them communicate with other people. And that's a big part of it is, you know, how are you showing up? What energy are you wanting to show up? Because people, 70% of communication is nonverbal. And so how you show up and it's, there's just so many lessons there. That's a whole other podcast though. (laughs) (laughs) You are, you are correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kim, this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you, you, you taking the time and doing this. I had a lot of fun. I uh, appreciate the insights and, and congrats uh, on all the great work. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. And I hope all of your listeners, you know, share and um, rate your episode. Like, yeah, go on and rate the episode because that that helps all of us. It certainly does. It certainly does. Thanks, Kim. Be well. Thank you. Back we are here on the podcast as much thanks and appreciation goes out to Kim for stopping by and, and, and sharing uh, the wonderful insights uh, for us to help uh, help us better understand uh, those subconscious limitations that, that hold us back uh, and interrupt our lives. I, I particularly thought uh, those tips she shared on how to break through them uh, were extremely, extremely helpful. And so Kim, I, I thank you for being here. You know, I truly appreciated so much of what Ken had to share with us today. But, you know, if there's one thing I take from the chat that we had, it would have to be this. Unconscious limitations can hold us back from reaching our full potential and living a fulfilling life. These deeply ingrained beliefs, biases, and fears operate beneath our conscious awareness, shaping our thoughts, decisions, and ultimately our actions. However, with self-awareness, intention, and the right strategies, we can break free from these constraints and embark on a journey of personal growth and empowerment. Uh, we'll, let's share a few practical steps with you on how you can uncover and overcome unconscious limitations and truly lock your potential. The first step is uncovering unconscious limitations is to develop self-awareness. Take time to observe your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors without any kind of judgment. Pay attention to reoccurring patterns, self-sabotaging tendencies, and any limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Unconscious limitations often stem from deeply ingrained beliefs that no longer serve us. So begin questioning these beliefs and challenging their validity. Simply ask yourself, what evidence supports or contradicts these beliefs? Are they based on facts or assumptions? Replace limiting beliefs with empowering ones that align you with your goals and life aspirations. 
Unconscious limitations thrive in familiarity and routine. So break free of your comfort zones by seeking out new experiences and exposing yourself to different perspectives. Engage in activities that challenge your preconceived notions and broaden your horizons. The company we keep greatly influences our mindset and beliefs. Surround yourself with positive individuals who are supportive and believe in you and your potential and they want to encourage and see you grow. Seek out mentors or coaches or like-minded individuals who can provide guidance, accountability, and inspiration. Fear of failure is often rooted in unconscious limitations. Embrace failure as an opportunity for growth and learning. Shift your perspective from seeing failure as a negative outcome to, to viewing it as a stepping stone towards greatness. Analyze your mistakes, extract valuable lessons, and use them to refine your approach. Overcoming unconscious limitations requires patience and self-compassion. Be kind to yourself throughout the process. Recognize that everyone has limitations and that personal growth is a lifelong journey. Celebrate your progress, no matter how small, and acknowledge the courage that it takes to confront and overcome unconscious limitations. Overcoming un unconscious limitations is a transformative process that enables us to break free from the shackles of self-imposed boundaries by cultivating self-awareness, challenging limiting beliefs, seeking new experiences, surrounding ourselves with supportive people, embracing failure, and practicing self-compassion, we can gradually transcend these limitations and unlock our true potential. Remember, the power to overcome lies within you, waiting to be unleashed. Embrace the journey and embrace the limitless possibilities that await you. We've come to the end of another edition of the Audacious Living Pack podcast. And as always, it's an absolute pleasure and treat to share with you. And I extend my thanks and appreciation to all those lovers, of audaciousness and supporters of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for your support. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.